This is Water Daily for April 28, 2023. Today we explore Acts 2, 42-47, a depiction of an abundant community, which is the title of today's reflection. Abundance has its drawbacks, I reflect, when allergies strike. The spring growth spurt that bedecks our streets in pink and purple and green also generates a superabundance of pollen. When a whole community is living the abundant life, it generates as much growth as the flowers and trees. Jesus calls us to live abundantly, and Sunday's reading from Acts about the early church gives us a glimpse, perhaps slightly idealized, of just how beautiful and fruitful abundance can be in community. Quote, those who had been baptized devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. End quote. It's a simple recipe for the good life. And yet, most Christ followers find it impossible to live this way. This is a puzzle and a shame. For observers outside the faith have pointed out how much more appealing Christianity would be if its followers were more Christ-like. Mahatma Gandhi was perhaps the most noted, saying, Oh, I don't reject Christ. I love Christ. It's just that so many of you Christians are so unlike Christ. And he is said to have gone on to say something along the lines of, If more Christians lived like Christ did, all India would be Christian. Yet even that early community didn't stay focused on mutuality and abundance. We read in Acts that early on, someone decided to withhold some of the proceeds of a land sale and lied about it, which was the more community-breaking act. Conflict and scarcity raised their ugly heads. So should we abandon this as an impossible ideal? I hope not. All it takes is one person to recommit to living Jesus' abundant life. Two is even better. They begin to influence others who decide to reorder their lives, and on it goes. Sociologists have shown that human behavior is remarkably contagious. Greed, fear, and control are having a pretty good run, don't you think? Might we regain some ground for love, faith, and peace? If you made lists yesterday of things and people who steal your goodwill, peace, confidence, joy, and the people and places that help you gain those gifts, you have a blueprint for action. If you're in a covenant relationship with someone else, hold each other accountable when the scarcity thinking starts to mess with your abundant joy. As our communities commit to live this way, increasing our capacity to trust that resources will be there when we need them, learning to stop and shift whenever we start to make a decision based on fear of scarcity, we will grow in faith, in joy, and even in people. Abundant life has a generative principle. Abundance generates more abundance. That passage from Acts ends with this, And day by day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. If we mourn the scarcity of people in our pews, 
Let's take on the discipline of abundant living and abundant trusting. Few things are more attractive than someone living at peace and trusting in enough. When all the energy in the tree is focused on pushing out buds, it bursts into flower. And when all the energy in our communities is focused on living into Jesus' promise of life in abundance, we'll burst into flower too. That's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs>